Therapy Podcast, entitled Legacy Planning. On this episode, we're discussing some of the best financial moves you can make for your financial future. Let's get into it. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chaco, and this is episode eight, entitled Legacy Planning. So this is the last episode in our financial series for January. January flew by, man. So amazing. So yeah, this episode, Legacy Planning. When I talk about legacy planning, I'm talking about your future, your your uh generations to come you know even even if you don't plan to have kids um this is so important this episode um as i was you know preparing for this episode it is my belief that this is the most important episode in this series and maybe even that i've done so far legacy planning because a lot of times we especially in terms of finance, you'll have, um, there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole uh, group of people um, who would encourage one to, you know, live, live for the moment or, you know, live your best life, whatever, whatever the cliche is, I don't know, live fast, die young, I, I don't know, pretty much just saying to enjoy the moment, uh, to enjoy your youth. And worry about the future later. But I kind of like to take a balanced approach uh, in terms of finances. Because I think the argument for, you know, enjoying your youth, even even those who say, you know, you should, uh, you know, put 100% into your business or, or whatever it is that you're starting. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I do uh, like to encourage a balanced approach to anything that you do. You know, it, it may be a bit conservative, but I think, you know, it's always good to have uh, options and a plan. So the first thing I really want to talk about in terms of legacy planning is really retirement and post-working years. 66% of millennials don't feel on track when it comes to saving for retirement. And another study pointed out that 22% have less than, so this 22% was of all Americans, but have less than 5,000 in savings earmarked for retirement. And I, I can understand some of this with student loan debt, uh, our generation, the millennial generation, and it, it definitely took a toll on, on those. And, you know, then you couple that with the Great Recession, and it was definitely a hard period of time. So it can be understandable. However, I think it's important that we do do not lose the importance, severity of saving for retirement. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be working the rest of my life. And here's the thing about retirement. Those who came before us, 
some, you know, still may be in the workforce with you. But they had this thing called a pension. And those pensions were pretty good. And they took care of them. They also have this thing called Social Security. However, Social Security isn't really meant for you to live off of, enjoy, or be financially prosperous in your elderly years. And there's no guarantee that it'll be around in 20 or 30 years. So it's important that we take upon ourselves to do these things, which is save for retirement. And there's plenty of options to do so, including your 401ks, your 403bs, TSPs, IRA, Roth IRA, et cetera, et cetera. So let me just explain some of these investment options. A 401k is usually offered by an employer. It offers large tax advantages. Contributions are made pre-tax, so it reduces your taxable income. The money is automatically taken from your paycheck. Some companies offer a match. Um, It has higher contribution limits than IRAs. A traditional IRA, you contribute pre-tax dollars, and that money grows tax-deferred over time. And just like with a 401k, I didn't mention this, but whenever you withdraw the money, that's when you pay taxes on it. There are smaller yearly contributions. I don't want to go in heavy into all of these. This is just kind of giving you an introduction to these types of accounts. Then you have your Roth IRAs in which uh, contributions are taxed when they are made. So this is your after-tax money that you spend uh, or put towards retirement. Um, Yeah, I'll have links for more information on these. But here's the thing. Here's really what I wanted to point out with these different accounts is that you don't have to, uh, you don't need your employer to save for retirement. Anybody can open up an IRA, which stands for Individual Retirement Account, or a Roth IRA. There are plenty of options out there um, to open up these accounts and to begin saving for retirement. And what I want you all to know or consider Uh, Because the question would be asked, well, when should I start saving for retirement? And my answer would be yesterday. (laughs) Because it's, it's important that you start. It doesn't matter how much you give. um, But I just want you to start. Because a lot of times we think that we have to have a large proportion of money to invest in anything. But the truth of the matter is, the sooner that you start, the more time you have to make money or let your investments make money because of this thing called compound interest, which has been regarded by some financial experts as the eighth wonder of the world. And with compound interest, the longer you um, allow your money to grow, the more you'll be able to make. And I should have included a retirement calculator. here, and, I, and I'm just now thinking of it. But the amount of money that you would have to invest uh, to retire 
at uh, if you started if you started your contrib- contributions at age twenty five to have a million at sixty five uh, is X amount of dollars. If you waited until you were thirty five, that number doubles. So the amount of money that you would have to uh, start saving to have, you know, that a million dollars by age sixty five, it doubles. Uh, from 25 to 35 because you waited 10 years to start. So I just want to push you to consider opening uh, a retirement account or start thinking about how you're going to begin saving for retirement. Uh, I know some of you are still paying off debt. You still have um, things that you're working out. And whichever approach you want to take to that, because I know a lot of people that listen uh, to the Cold Therapy podcast are also Dave Ramsey fans. And he says that you know, you should prioritize paying off your debt, and and that's fine if that's what you want to do. Totally a personal decision. But, like I said, I like a balanced, holistic approach to uh, my financial plans. Now, this, this next topic that I want to talk about is really for those parents and those future parents. Because with the crisis that we see, which is student loan debt, in America. There is this particular account that is meant to alleviate some of the financial pressures of seeking higher education, and that's a 529 plan. I was not aware of a 529 plan until maybe a year or two ago. And even if you don't want to use a 529 plan, you know, I'm going to give you something practical that you can use to save for your children's educational expenses uh, or college. But a 529 plan is a college savings account that is exempt from federal taxes. So any money that you put into this account, if it is used for higher education costs, uh, some accounts even allow for, you know, if you go to like a private high school or charter school, you can use that money for those educational expenses, and it's tax-free. But here's an interesting calculation that I did uh, a few, uh, well, almost a year ago. But did you know that, you know, if you started, in terms of college, right, it's, it's a big financial uh, burden for a lot of families. But consider this. If you put $50 a month, or let's say you start when your child is two years old. So you got roughly 16, 16 years before they enter college, you know, estimated. So if you save $50 a month for 16 years, you have $9,600. That's with no interest. That's, that's just, you know, if you put it under the mattress or whatever you would have nearly $10,000. I don't know about you, but if I had $10,000 to help along my educational experience, I would be in a much better financial situation than I am than I was. <laughs> so it's just something I wanted you guys to consider uh, as you either already have children or plan to have children. Think about those things because you can make the decision today to prepare for your family's future. And that's really the criticality of every decision that you make today. 
it affects where you will be in the next few years. It affects where your children will potentially be. So just think about those things as, as I'm talking and as this episode plays. The scripture for this episode is Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22 in the ESV. And it reads, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And I know there's some more attached to it, but I just want to stop right there because that's really what this episode is about. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And I really got on what the scripture was talking about right before I read the scripture. It's that your decisions affect your generations. This isn't just financial. It's everything that you do affects that. A lot of times we talk about generational curses or whatever, but I want to redirect your thoughts and redirect how you feel about those things and say that I think the enemy has tricked us into thinking that only generational curses exist. But there is a such thing as generational blessings. And if you would make the decision today to say that from here on out, every decision that I make is not just for me. Every financial move that I make is not just for me. It is for my children's children. It is for generations to come. And even if you don't want children, it's for somebody that is connected to me. It's for somebody that knows me. It's for somebody who is close to me. I want to leave an inheritance for those who come behind me. And that segues me into this next topic, which is life insurance, specifically term life insurance. I'm going to advocate here for everyone to go out and get some sort of life insurance. And specifically, I want to talk about term life insurance. Term life insurance is a life insurance policy that covers you for a certain term, hence the name term life insurance. A lot of times you see policies in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, etc. But this is a very key component to life and leaving an inheritance for your children's children. And again, the sooner that you make this decision to purchase life insurance, it helps you out financially because term life insurance premiums generally increase as you get older. So buying sooner rather than later can save you lots of money. I want to put this into perspective. I think, let me, matter of fact, I'm going to look this up really quick and let me see something. So a Netflix subscription is $15.99 for premium, uh, $12.99 for standard. Etc. Fifteen ninety nine for a premium Netflix subscription. Let me put this into perspective for you. A hundred thousand dollar 
life insurance policy for a 24-year-old. I'm, I'm 24. Uh, in excellent health for a 30-year term is $16.44 a month. Now, a Netflix subscription is $15.99. So just by spending the same amount of money that it would take to get me near close to it to buy a a Netflix subscription, I could have a $100,000 life insurance policy for 30 years. That's a 30-year term for $16.44. So that in the case, this is not to be morbid or anything, but it's just to get your, your head thinking in this uh, space and in this area. $16.44 a month, I could have a $100,000 life insurance policy for 30 years that in the case that something happened to me, my family will receive $100,000. Like, that's, a <laughs> that's amazing. Because if I have to die anyway, which I do, why not bless somebody? If your family already has to grieve your loss, wouldn't it make it so much better not saying that the money is replacing you or can replace you, but it helps the grieving process, knowing that a $100,000 check is coming. But that was so amazing to me that the same, uh, nearly the same price for a Netflix subscription, I could get a $100,000 life insurance policy. And just to put into perspective how it goes up, a 34-year-old with excellent health uh, the premium would be $18.27. A 44-year-old with excellent health, the premium will be $30.80. So that, that just kind of puts into perspective that the longer you wait, the more your premiums will be. Obviously, once as you age, you know, you're not going to live forever. But I just wanted to use this episode to put those things into perspective for you and get you thinking on the legacy that you want to leave and putting yourself in a position to bless those that come after you. I think it's so important that we don't uh, selfishly look at all the things that we can do while we're here on earth, but also be a blessing after our time here is up. So what legacy will you leave? What do you want to leave after your time is up? When it's all said and done, what legacy will you leave? That's really going to do it for this episode. I hope that I was able to put into perspective some of the things um, that I, I feel are very important. If you have any questions or, or comments, uh, let me just say I'm not a financial planner, financial expert. Uh, please do your due diligence in searching and researching uh, all the things that I talked about. I'm going to have links in the description of this episode so that you can begin to investigate for yourself the different options that I talked about in different accounts. So I uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure that you're following us on Instagram at Cold Therapy. Visit the blog at www.coldtherapy.com. And I hope you enjoyed this financial series. Um, Maybe we'll do a part two later on in the year uh, just to get you guys thinking again on some more topics because finance is a big topic 
and it's it's a lot of stuff that I didn't get into that is uh, very important. But this is gonna do it for this series for now. Um, but yeah, I will catch you guys on the flip side on the next episode. But until then, I'm your host Che Cole. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and get get to thinking. But until next time, peace.